The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Focus brought to you by RMB, your corporate and investment banking partner, traditional values, innovative ideas. On to Chris Bishop this evening, founding editor of Billionaire Tomorrow. And you've been talking to a cement billionaire this week, Chris Bishop. Indeed, I'll be chatting with him. So, Abdul Samad Rabiu. And uh, it seems that he's in for a big payday this month. Uh, his cement company, uh, Bua Cement, which uh, is one of the, is the second largest in Nigeria and uh, is the bedrock of his uh, fortune, uh, is going to pay him a huge dividend for his shareholding this month, something to the tune of 39 billion naira, which uh, you can work it out. I've tried to work it out, but it's tens of millions of dollars will go um, into his uh, into his um, private personal fortune there. He's one of those, still one of the richest men in Africa. And one of the uh, funny things I was thinking about this week is that a number of years ago, when I was uh, editor of Forbes magazine, we had this big argument about whether he was worth uh, $2 billion or not. He said more, I said less. I mean, it was a, a, a fight to remember. I remember him asking him about his, um, any debts that he had, and he said, no. People owe me money. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody else money. But basically, I was just checking on his wealth, and according to Forbes, he's worth a cool four point seven billion dollars now, which is uh, not bad. And uh, so, therefore, effectively, he's doubled his wealth in uh, the last uh, five or six years. And was uh, was cement the the foundation? Um, of, of his wealth, because it is interesting considering that Aliko Dangote has also made his fortune out of cement as well. Um, and here in South Africa, uh, we sit with struggling cement makers. Yeah, well, I think that they both saw a gap. I mean, what the, the both I've spoken to both of them down the years, and they said that um, the reason why they chose it because there's always going to be building across Africa. I mean, even during this COVID nineteen pandemic, there's been building that's still been going on in parts of Africa and people can't get enough cement. So, therefore, it's a cracking export business which uh, earns you uh, export dollars and it uh, seems both of them. But, again, with Rabia, one thing I like about him, I mean, he took over the company when he was about 25. One of the uh, former dictatorships locked up his dad for political reasons and all of a sudden, from being a young man about town having a laugh, he was at the head of... Uh, a um, cement company, and he certainly made the best of it in the last 30-odd years. Uh, talk to me about Aliko Dangote. I mean, he is Africa's richest man, and you've just been talking to his rival for, for sort of rich status on the African continent. Uh, but uh, you told us a couple of months, what, a month ago, six weeks ago, Aliko Dangote is on the verge of buying Arsenal. Has he made any progress? Well, it's quite interesting, actually, because, I mean, when you see all the shenanigans that have been going on in the last few weeks around Premier League clubs, uh, there was a big invasion at Manchester United's ground uh, just the other day, all protesting against rich clubs and Super Leagues. It makes you wonder whether Aliko Dangote, who's still being talked about in in the papers, uh, he's going to take over Arsenal, whether he might think better of it. I don't know whether he might uh, change his mind. I mean, he's got a bond with the club that goes back... Um, decades to uh, a guy called David Dean, who was the chairman of Arsenal, who was a, a sugar trader with Dan Gorty. He introduced him to the club, and that's one of the reasons why he got an affinity with them. But it does make you wonder. Um, and interesting, in the last um, week or so, uh, a guy called Kevin Campbell, 
who was a sort of uh, pre-runner to um, Ian Wright. You probably know him a bit lot better um, as an Arsenal legend striker. He uh, been saying that he thinks Ali Kodangoti should buy the club. Ooh. And then there's another story in the, the Nigerian papers just the other day saying that, um, well, actually, he shouldn't. The likes of him and Rabiu and... Um, all the other uh, billionaires in Nigeria should be investing in Nigerian football, which is desperately short of money. Well, it's it's a case of if you're going to invest in something, you want to be guaranteed something of a return. I mean, are you going to make a better return out of Nigerian football or out of Arsenal? I think it's probably quite a close-run thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, like you, <laughs> Arsenal. I mean, you know, they've got the European football. Uh, I'm TV just. I'm, deal. I'm being. I'm just. Being, being funny. I, I, I'm. I'm subtweeting David Shapiro, who is the most loyal Arsenal fan in history. Um, and yeah, David is, is has had much heartbreak. The stockbroker David Shapiro has had much heartbreak over his love affair with the Arsenal. Strive Masiwa never out of the news. He's pushing ahead with data centers across Africa. That's good. Yeah, and he was uh, sixty in January and he's no signs of slowing down whatsoever. I mean, he, he's pushing ahead with this data center, which is actually quite, quite a good thing. You're right. I mean, the Chinese have been pouring money into it. The US has been pouring money into it down the years. Um, and again, it's one of those things. It's going to be a question of in the future, who holds the data of Africa? And uh, at least with Masiwa's thing, apparently he's raised something like a billion dollars to put into uh, this this sort of data center and connectivity project. He's getting thousands of kilometers of fiber stretching across Africa. Now, apparently, um, it's, I mean, it's going to be very important in the future. I mean, at least Africa will have a chance holding on its cloud information, holding on to its data and control of it. And it won't just be handing it over to um, outside investors. So, again, once again, Strive Masiwa, always the man who's... Uh, says he's an altruistic investor, is uh, is jumping in and he's putting money into the continent with, with, that's going to uh, last for, for decades to come. Chris Bishop, thank you very much indeed. Chris Bishop, the founding editor at Billionaire tomorrow. Fascinating insights from the world of money and business on the African continent.